Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another edition of the Longview Podcast. Filling in for Parker Fleming, I'm your guest host tonight, Brandon Abraham, and I have two big guests with me here today for the show. But first, I want to make sure you are liking, subscribing, and downloading the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network on wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, or iHeartRadio. Whatever you listen to, we appreciate you tuning in to the different podcasts on the GPB Podcast Network. Also want to make sure you're keeping up with the blog on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies or the website grizzlybearblues.com. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into it and introduce my two guests for today's show. They're Hustle Stars, Shaq Buchanan and Maude Caver. Guys, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Doing good. good. Doing good. A little little envious of y'all going to Vegas here. Uh, I guess y'all are leaving out tomorrow. Uh, Some Big games coming up for the Showcase Cup. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, I want to start off with uh, Shaq. Um, about a week ago, your racers came into Memphis and beat the Tigers at FedEx Forum. Yeah. Uh, watched the game, saw you, you know, right behind the racer bench, just going wild for the entire game. Uh, just how hype was it being there, watching your team come back from 14 down? Um, it was great. Uh just heard the guys on the sidelines staying together, uh, pushing each other, challenging each other. And to be there to see it was great. And and so I imagine, you know, for the most part, when you're inside FedEx Forum, you're cheering on the Grizzlies and Jaw and all that. Uh, was it a little weird being there, you know, kind of rooting against the home team? Uh, yeah, because uh, I had Jeff went to a Memphis Grizzly, I mean, uh, a Memphis Tiger game, and I was cheering for them then. Murray ended up coming to town now chairing for my school. So it was kind of kind of weird. So Ahmad, how was Shaq that next day at practice? Was he still just hype as hell from the game or had he, you know, kind of come down and calmed down from the night? Uh, yeah, he was still hype. Um, I think him in there uh, was pretty hype still. And shoot, I was kind of hype for him. Shoot, I wish my, my school would come down here and get a big win like that. <laughs> I, I would expect nothing less out of Shaq, and it's a cool experience that they, you know, scheduled the racers and all that. Um, 
fun game to watch. You know, I kind of found myself, you know, born and raised, grew up in Memphis, but kind of found myself watching the race. I'm like, damn, they got some ballers out there. That's a good team having fun. Uh-huh. So it was a good, fun game. Uh, but just just couldn't have a podcast and go on without, you know, mentioning that, especially with Shaq right behind the bench is going crazy the whole time. Uh, but now we'll kind of transition over to kind of like y'all's G League journey. Um, and the first part I want to start with is kind of how y'all met, because um, we'll get to the quote from Jason March later, but you know, y'all were sharing the IG stories and you know, y'all made a joke about having your own little podcast. So I wanted to give y'all the chance, you know, how did y'all meet? Because I just kind of assumed it was probably just with the hustle. Uh, you want me to tell this or you you got it? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell a little bit of it, then you can start with All right. Uh, so it was my senior it was our senior year in college. It was at the uh, the college three on three in Minnesota. Uh, and he ended up knowing a guy that I grew up playing basketball with. And we just met that, we met that night before we played. And I've been knowing Amar since then. Were, were y'all teammates or just on different teams or how'd it go with the three on three? Uh, we was on different teams. We just was in the same hotel at the, uh, at the, uh, at the three on three thing, we just was in the same hotel. And I ended up going to his room and just chilling with him. And that's how we ended up becoming cool. Ahmad, <laughs> do you have anything to add to the story there? Uh nah, it was it was at that three on three um in Minnesota, our senior year. Um it was kind of funny just like when when we seen each other uh the first like week or two in, in Memphis. We was like, oh snap. <laughs> and then, but now nah, that's all we could remember is um, when we met in Minnesota. We, fu- we figured it was a little like just a coincidence that um, the dude on my team is who he grew up with. And, um, and that's how we met. So that it was a, a funny, a funny event. Awesome. Awesome. So did that kind of make, you know, your first year in Memphis a little bit easier, you know, kind of knowing each other beforehand and having, you know, that coincidence turned into something more? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, knowing that we we kind of had the same type of journey, mm-hmm. um, trying to get to the next level and starting off our freshman year, not really playing as much, but knowing that we just had to stick with it and grind with it and, and eventually we'll get our opportunity. Awesome, awesome. And so y'all have kind of had a really interesting journey. You're you know, now in year three in the G League. First year, you know, kind of goes normal before it shut off by COVID, although it's kind of mm-hmm. different because, like you said, y'all are starting off kind of coming off the bench. And then once, you know, some of the Grizzly guys got called up, Matt Mooney got called up with the Cavs, you, you know, y'all's minutes increased big time and y'all started really producing. Last year was obviously the bubble. And then this year you kind of have the first new format with the Showcase Cup and then the season resetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to go back to that first year um, just what was it kind of like, you know, your first year in the league, you go from, you know, kind of coming off the bench, spot minutes, you know, it's not really super consistent to then both, you know, kind of in the starting lineup or right off first guy off the bench and playing heavy minutes and producing. Just what was that kind of like, you know, the roller coaster of that first year? Uh, for, for me, uh, coming from college playing 40 minutes, I thought I was coming in the, uh, going straight playing but I just started learning as uh time going on just being a pro uh just accepting my role that I wasn't gonna play so I just 
learned a lot. Uh, we had good vets on the team. Uh, Dustin Hannes, Jerry Udolf, and uh, Marcus T. And even John Jackson, those guys like helped us, showed us the way. And once our number was called, we were able to pr uh, produce. And Ahmad, what about you? Uh, yeah, kind of the same. Um, coming from college, of course, you was one of the top guys and plays was for you and, and you was a priority. And then coming into the pro league, uh, you basically starting back from when you was a freshman in college. Um, right. Trying to earn your way, trying to earn minutes. And and I, I guess the first year was just us learning how to become a pro. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, we had some good vets. Um, they showed us the things that we should continue to do and things we shouldn't do, um, just the ins and outs. So I think it was a, a plus, like, afterwards. Of course, in the moment, we wasn't that happy with not playing and stuff like that. But um, I think it helped us just in the long run, just how to be disciplined and, and just go about our business. And, and so how was it then? What were y'all's thoughts when the season kind of got shut down and the rest of it canceled? Because y'all were really kind of coming into your own a little bit, at least individually. I know um, y'all had played some tough games right before it was shut down, but y'all really yourselves coming into your games, getting comfortable on the court. And then, you know, with the pandemic, everything just kind of taken at once. So just kind of what was y'all's reaction to, you know, the all of a sudden just stopping everything? Uh, it was it was kind of weird because that was the first time, like, I just been locked away from, like, basketball, like a season ending. Uh, type deal, so I had to get used to like just doing regular stuff outside of basketball, <laughs> like going just doing regular stuff or just like working out without having no games or being around the team, just just focusing on myself. It uh it was first, but then as time went on, I was ready to get back to basketball. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it was kind of similar for you as well. Uh, yeah. Um. At first, I, I hated that the season had to end. Um, I felt like after that, like if the season would have went on, we would have got more comfortable and stuff and we would have had a, a different opportunity because that summer we would have been able to play summer league and that would have been my first time um, besides this past year. That would have been my first time playing summer league. So I think that kind of, I wouldn't say hurt us, but it pushed us back a little bit, uh, not having that opportunity. But um, at the end of the day, I ended up liking the pandemic because um, I got to just focus on myself and my family. So that was the first time we could since, shoot, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time I didn't really? play basketball <laughs> year sick. round. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, probably good a little bit to, you know, be able to take a step back, just enjoy time with family and friends and, you know, a little bit less pressure, I'm sure, in a sense, you know, to y'all's point, coming out of college and, you know, it's kind of a chaotic year already just you know going from being the guys to you know at least initially you know not really having a large role so um mm -hmm. you know kind of came into your own season suspended and then canceled and then next thing you know y'all are in Orlando playing in the bubble just what was the bubble experience like Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> you got my ah the bubble um <laughs> for the most part um, it was kind of rough um, just being there away from, you know what I mean, all your, your friends and family, of course, um, just being isolated. But the only thing that kind of got to everyone, I think, is uh, it was basketball 24-7. 
So of course we wanted basketball the whole year and then we get there and now it's like an overload. Like you couldn't run from it. Like every morning it was teammates and coaches. Every night it was teammates and coaches. So uh, if we went from not having nothing to having basketball just right in our face. So I think that was just it, um, being away and being isolated. Well, and I imagine too, like I know y'all had some injuries and guys um, not fully with the team and stuff. I imagine that kind of made it tough to where, you know, you're you're a little shorthanded and mm-hmm. you're you're locked away in the bubble in Orlando. And then to your point, you go from not having it at all to fitting in, you know, a season's worth of basketball in less than two months. I, I imagine mm-hmm. that was probably pretty exhausting. Felt like it felt like hey, you all over again playing yeah. late. And waking up having a game at nine in the morning just <laughs> it goes a lot it was a lot in the bubble uh the walk we had to walk our walk was terrible <laughs> we walked we walked at least 2.5 miles a day to go oh, to God. get food from our room and you just locked in your room so you couldn't do much you know, so like there wasn't much y'all could do to kind of kill time other than just just video basketball game. film okay well, what did y'all play video game-wise? And uh, was Fortnite still big? I'm losing Call track of time. Call of Duty? Yeah, I think Call of Duty, that's when it was at its, at its peak. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, at least there was something. I mean, I can't say I'm super jealous of, you know, all of that. I uh, <laughs> felt bad. You know, I, I at least got to watch from Memphis and, you know, could walk around the neighborhood in a sense, do things like that and, take my mind off things where kind of like y'all's point, it was basketball 24 um, seven. Yeah. But, but now we're in year three for you guys, you got, you know, training camp, summer league in, um, and then you jump into the G league season with this new kind of format, just, you know, you've played the first 12 games. Now you're about to fly out to Vegas. What are y'all's thoughts now that you've done like the beginning part of this new format on the new situation with the showcase cup? Um, I mean, I, I kind of like the format. Um, I kind of understand it, honestly. Um, I think the showcase, of course, it brings all the NBA teams and overseas teams in one location. So mm-hmm. we can uh, showcase what we've been working on. Um, but as of, like playing the games, the first 12, I didn't really like sense a different type energy in the games. I thought it was just regular games, of course, but they were seeding games. So um overall it's cool i guess um i'm cool with the format yeah i like the format uh it really get like you got to really play hard and like and like learn your team kind of quick to be able to win those certain amount of games to get to the seeding games in the showcase uh other than that it was uh it was good and and do y'all think a little bit if y'all had you know, the first few weeks of the season, y'all had a game, then you'd have 10 days off, two games, and then eight days off. Do you think if y'all had it more, like we are playing consistently, like you'll have at least relative the last couple of weeks, if it would have kind of felt, you know, more intense, at least from the jump with the seeding games and all that? Yeah, it would have. They, they, they stretched our games out to start the season all a little far. Yeah. Like we had to go through a whole another hard, like, training camp again. Like between yeah. games, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just to try to stay in shape. But okay. I, but for that, I, I think it kind of helped us too because we had some injuries at the beginning of the year. So I, I mean, it was like a, a pros and cons to it, but 
I definitely would rather have a, a regular schedule like how we do now instead of the 10 days in between games or something like that. So does it kind of feel weird that after these next two games, you know, y'all are going to get back, probably have a few practices, and then the season's basically restarted? Is that kind of weird, or is it just kind of having the mentality of, you know, just a normal G League season in a sense? I'm kind of glad because we zero and zero now. Yeah. (laughs) We can start fresh. We can can have our team back, and we can – we can move forward in as a as one group. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not mad at giving some of them losses up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the first twelve games, uh, Ahmad, this might be more for you since you had a front row view. I, I've talked with Jason after a lot of the games in South Haven mm-hmm. this year, and and he's walked a fine line with the officials all year long, kind of you know getting mm-hmm. away with talking to them. And then he just blew up the other night. Have you seen him that heated before? Um, I think I have. One um, time my first year. Yeah, I would say at least one time back then. Uh, I don't think he should have been kicked out, though. I think he was trying to, of course, make a make a point to the refs. Um, I think he should have he should have made that point because it was kind of ridiculous how mm-hmm. they was um, officiating the game. But uh yeah, I think they they tossed him a little too early. I don't think they let him get his get the stuff he needed to get off his chest. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't mad at it at all. And so, Shaq, as you're watching, kind of what are your thoughts seeing? You know, you know, was well, just a fast break play with Reggie, and the next thing you know, Jason's getting kicked out, Reggie's teed up, and things are getting real yeah. heated. What, what was your reaction? Just watching? No. I, uh, we we needed those tips because that ain't carry over. It carry over from the other games too, uh, as well. They just wasn't from that game. Like Coach Ben saying something to the refs, like trying to be like nice to them, have a conversation with them, and sometimes you just get to that breaking point. Like you gotta let them know, like, all right, our guys keep getting fouled, y'all not calling it. So he had to he he earned that tick. So did that kind of fire y'all up a little bit? I mean, y'all know he's got. He's in y'all's corner every game. You know, he's not shy about that. But kind of seeing him reach that breaking point and snap, you know, to kind of just get you fired up a little bit. Yeah, I was in the hotel, turned up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, it don't really, like, I don't know. I try to just keep a a level head the whole time, even though we can go back and forth with the ref. So I I guess I don't let it affect me as much, but it do give me a little a little bit more hype than anything else. All right. And so and so now looking ahead, um, not too far into the season, but you'll have two games, like you said, with the showcase cup, you know, a lot of NBA scouts, international scouts, a ton of people are gonna be out in Vegas. Uh just briefly, each of y'all give me a give me like a key skill, something that you've been working on that, you know, you want to highlight and you know really kind of show off in the next two games in Vegas. I pretty much in my first twelve games coming off, I showed that I, I can shoot, but now I just want to show that I can like play make be a playmaker uh, with the ball in my hand and put guys in the right spot. Awesome. And Ahmad? Yeah, I would say um, I would say yeah, my my playmaking ability, um, showing them that I can be a, a pure pure point guard. Um, I know in a bubble. I got labeled as a kind of like a scorer and a combo guard, but I felt like I was just 
I was playing the, the way I, I needed to, um, come at least coming off the bench. I felt like sometimes we needed scoring or sometimes we needed something else. But I think this year, as starting at the one, um, I think I'm just trying to showcase that I can play, make, and score and try to do everything on the court, especially on the defensive side. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, having watched, you know, y'all's careers over the last three years, where the game's grown and where y'all grown as players, it's been a joy for me to watch. I'm excited to see what y'all are able to showcase your talents next week. Um, but just kind of reflecting on the last two seasons plus 12 games, just kind of what's y'all's proudest moment so far in the G League? Proudest moment? As a, you talking about like as a group or an individual? Uh, just whatever, either one really, just whatever kind of stands out to you that you look back and you're like just, you know, puffing your chest a little bit, happy about, proud of. Um, for me is how far my game have come from over over the years and uh, just the relationships I uh, made on the team, like the buns I done made, uh, guys I can text and there's be real with me, uh, tell me things I need to work on and things like that. There's things I'm proud of. And Ahmad? Um, I'd probably say just that whole bubble experience. Um, I felt like I handled it uh, a certain way that, that kind of helped me in the long run. Because um, before the bubble, I caught COVID. So I, was, I wasn't able to work out or, or anything two weeks before we end up playing, I got cleared two days before we played the first game, and um, and I was, you know, what I mean, happy about how I played, of course. Um, and then coming from the, our first year to the second year, and most of the the team was gone, so uh, I was just ex expecting myself to start on the team, and then getting the news that I was coming off the bench and how I handled it. Um, I felt like I handled it the right way, and uh, ultimately it helped me. So I, I think the bubble experience was one of my proudest. Awesome, awesome. And uh, I do want to kind of transition a little bit to your friendships. Uh, you know, Shaq talked about the relationship, um, friendship with kind of the Grizzlies guys since y'all have, you know, been with the hustle for in your third year now, um, had training camp, preseason type action with them. Uh, you know, Shaq, obviously, I know you have that relationship with Ja for a while now. You know, I've seen interaction with Desmond Bain on social media. Just, uh, you know, what's it like kind of having the relationship with the guys on the Grizzlies? And, you know, I, I just assume with the Hustle and Grizzlies organizations being, you know, meshed together and y'all practicing at the forum and all that, you know, that kind of helps build those relationships. Yeah, like, I don't think uh, any other G League, like, get the chance to, like, be around, like, in a real team facility and stuff like that. But we see those guys and coming from summer league uh, and doing training camp with them, we build a bond with them. So it just like, they just watch us, they watch us grow, we watch them grow. And we just cheer for, uh, we just cheer for one another. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Jason as well. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, the Instagram comments earlier, but really what sparked it was, you know, Jason kind of, you know, after a game, I guess it was last week, you know, talking about y'all deserving, being deserving of call-ups, knowing you're going to get those call-ups. Um, y'all are two confident guys. You know, I feel like you definitely have to stay confident to keep grinding in the league. 
you know, just how much confidence does, you know, having your coach come out and publicly say that, you know, kind of, does it help boost, you know, find another layer of that confidence? Um, for me, yeah. Um, knowing that somebody sees the, 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 uh, the progression and the, the, yeah, I guess the progression of your game and, and how you become a man and with how you was at first and what you are now and somebody recognizing that, um, recognizing your hard work, um, your dedication and stuff like that. I think that that helped me a lot um, just hearing that because um, at any given moment, you know what I mean? You get to thinking, are you, is the chance really going to come? Are you really going to get the opportunity um, to actually get moved up and stuff like that? So hearing that definitely boosts the confidence. What about for you, Shaq? Yeah, it definitely uh, boosts your confidence. Uh, when you ain't got to worry about it too much, your coach is all for you, and he watched the work that you put in. And I know that he that confident in us, then on the court, that's the easy part. And when your coach that confident in once we're on the court, that's the easy part. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so – kind of with that, does that kind of make you think, you know, like, oh, when you might get called up, where you might, you know, have an opportunity to get called up, or is it mostly just, you know, letting the cards fall where they do and you just go out there and poop? I just focus, I just stay with my feet at, uh, be with my feet at, uh, if it, whenever it comes, I'll be ready. Am I the same for you, or do you kind of think about it? I mean, of course I think about it. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard. Like, I, I always try to tell myself, to not think about it. Um, so it's kind of hard not to, but you know what I mean? I still try to say whenever it comes, it comes. Um, and if it does, I, I know I have to be ready. Um, and I think whenever it do come, I will be ready. Awesome, awesome stuff, guys. Well, that kind of wraps up the big part. I do have like a little fun, little few little rapid fire questions here, but uh, you know, really looking forward to seeing y'all be able to showcase the skills next week at the Showcase Cup. And yes, I'm using the showcase term a lot for the pun. Um, yeah. But it, uh, you know, looking forward to those games, uh, seeing y'all get the ball out. Um, but now I have a couple of questions. It's going to be kind of y'all pitting against, pitting each other against each other. Um, you know, so I'm going to start off a who has who's the better DJ on the aux cord during practice or workouts between you two guys? A lot. Hey, man, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Not, not even a debate about it. Just straight them up. No, All right. Yeah, we got we gotta keep it real now. We, yeah. so we, we real. know that we know that from the first year. We knew that from the first year. It's a mod. Yeah. All right. Who would get who would win a game of horse? Me. Yeah, probably Shaq. He'd probably end up dunking and doing some type of dunk. <laughs> You know, he don't, he don't really got to stretch and stuff got, like that. We got to take out the layups, though. We got to take out the crazy layups. Because if, if it comes to layups, Ahmad might win. That's awesome. Uh, and then so, you know, y'all are two outgoing, personable guys. But who would y'all say is funnier between the two of you? I don't know. I, I think we got like a – We got our own stuff. Like, yeah, it's like a any given day, like. It could be either one of us. That's that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that's good. I feel like that's good. You have to have a good balance. Good balance. Yeah. So that, that way, you know, some days I'm I could be the funny guy and Shaq could be bad cop, right. vice versa. And... Yeah, because some, sometimes I like to get in my anti-social moves anyway. So when, some days I let Shaq carry that. 
All right. All right. Well, well now I have just more, it's more a little bit general hustle questions. Um, going to go back a little bit with it. So outside of you two, or so obviously Ahmad said he's the best, but who's the worst DJ on the aux cord during practice workouts? Like who, if they get handed the aux cord, you're like, oh, damn. Kareem. Yeah, probably Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> probably Kareem, oh, man. Kareem. got on there one time. I'm like, I don't know, what he, man. I don't know what he was playing. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> he from he from Canada, so I think that he had they type of like style music playing at the moment, and I never yeah. heard it. So okay, so, so I, I do got to ask just because uh, you know Johnny Conchar hasn't shied about being a Nickelback Creed kind of guy. So is Kareem worse than if John came on there and started playing Nickelback or Creed there for you guys? Yeah, Kareem <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>. bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, well, sticking with the trend of the worst, um, who's, like, the worst teammate to room with on road trips? Like, who's the guy that's keeping you up late, you know, potentially trying to mess with the rules, keep you up late, or, you know, out and about doing things? Just who's, like, if you're partnered rooming with them, I got the room next door, who are you kind of just sitting there thinking, like, oh, man, like, they're going to mess with me all night? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. I, I feel like we got to... Once we chill, we just chill. Like, once we chill, we just be chilling. All right, all right. Uh, I wasn't sure if y'all were able to even do too much with all the protocols and stuff, but figured, you know, figured I'd ask to see, you know, get some dirt on anybody who's up too late or spends hours on the phone or doing whatever. Mm, on the phone? No. Now, if we act it out first year, check out now. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, well I'm going to have to circle back with you guys after uh, the regular season's over. If you'll have more road trips and, you know, longer road trips, shorter ones, things like that. I'm, I'm going to come back. Y'all got to be thinking about that for me the next uh, 36 games. Uh, All right. But, but so who's the best? roommate then who who you know you're sitting there you're bunked with them you're like okay this guy like you know you got an easy chill night you can kind of do whatever you want not have to worry about anything me (laughs) (laughs) i ain't gonna mess with you i'm let you be i'm let you do you yeah awesome we i mean we haven't had roommates since our first year so yeah um okay all right well uh Outside of you two, which teammate is probably the funniest, goofing off, making y'all laugh all the time? You know, kind of get, you know, because I know sometimes being a veteran on the team, you can kind of, you know, you try to have fun, be relaxed, but sometimes you can be serious. Who's the guy that just kind of always making everybody laugh? Darnell. Nell and and, uh, I I would put Freddie in there. Freddie, Freddie for sure. Yeah, I'll put Freddie in there. That's a little surprising because Freddie, Freddie kind of comes off a little shy and quiet there all right he could be a little shy and quiet but i think that's over i think that when that the right group when you get around the right group he gonna show you the real freddy Gillespie. yeah you'll see the real freddy and it's <laughs> not a, a shy and quiet guy i would say i almost didn't ask it because i figured darnell would be up there you know j- just from the games the other yeah. night against rio grand out there hurting a boot he's out there going hell no yeah, yeah, yeah. Every he, three point he up there too. He for sure is up there. <laughs> uh, 
So who's the uh, hold me back, calm down coach or teammate you got? You know, things get a little chippy. You know, Shaq, you got into it with the legends a little bit. Things get a little hot and going. Who's kind of the, you know, hold me back, you know, because you have, you know, Jenkins before he was hired by the Grizzlies was almost known for uh, that year with the Bucks. There's like a little scuffle and he like blocks the whole team from running on the court. So uh, who, who's kind of that guy a little bit for you guys? Uh. I think Davidis. I see him st- like once, like when stuff get like chippy on the court. I see him like block the bench off, like our coach. He'll block the bench off. So I say Coach Davidis. Yeah, I would say one of the coaches, Davidis or or Mike. Um, uh, Jordan. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see none of that with the players. I think once <laughs> one of us get to talking to something like that, I think we all get to talking. <laughs> um. And then before I go back, I have one final little uh, question here. Before I go back, I do want to go back to the uh, Dylan Brooks was sent on assignment with some of the assignment guys for some practices when he was rehabbing. You know, he's obviously a super intense guy. Um, You know, how was that with him there? Like, you know, just talking smack. You know, he's always he always says he's not one to start it. But the second someone says something to him, he says he's ready to just, you know, talk until the game's over you know was he that way a little bit the practice or since it was you know a little bit of kind of same team was he a little bit more mellow and chill I think more so like a coach uh, like the coach that was challenging him on the on his coaches so he once he get a book he'll come back and say something to the one of the coaches yeah when we was playing when he came down I I thought we were just competing Uh, I don't think well I mean when we when we started scoring, I think we was a little loud. But yeah, we did the talk. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, but I, I think uh, overall it wasn't that much chirping going on. I think we were just all competing. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And uh, the uh, the Grizzlies kind of had their own little fashion battle going. Um, you know, uh, Brandon Clark said he doesn't pay too much attention to it, but you know, you've got. Uh, you know, you've got Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan both kind of, you know, they really go all out with what they're wearing pre-post-game stuff. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know at the G League, you know, the time and money spent to kind of set that stuff aside is not, you know, not as much compared to a guy like Jaron. But, you know, who has the best fashion sense on the team where, you know, you're kind of like, okay, like they're, they're dressing good and, you know, you just like. Am I going to dress up every time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't dress up every time. Every once in a while, you know what I mean? I, I throw something on. Okay. But that's okay. that's I feel like that's all of us though. Cause Shaq, Shaq could come to the joint and have some stuff on too. And you'd be like, hold on now. <laughs> Would it be it'd be it'd be cozy if I have like a I'll have like a jogging suit on. It'd be like jogging pants. Yeah, so I, I think it, it just it depends on what game and how the day going. Yeah. Uh, uh, what people wear. All right. And uh, you know, is there kind of like a little bit of unspoken like okay, Shaq showed up really dressed and I got to show up with something good, you know, next week or something like that? Or is it just, you know, kind of sneak attack with it? Yeah, I know uh, my coming dressed up, so I got to throw my shades on there. The shades going to pop it off every time. Yeah, you know, uh, some people some people cut to the joint with a bust down joint on, you know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> you got to, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to match that. <laughs> all right and so last question who's the opposite who's who's the the john conchar killian tilly guys coming in dressed up you know just basic stuff crocs you know look like look like they just wore what they gave you to wear you know before the game type stuff matt 
Matthew Hurt. <laughs> but but Matt, every once in a while, he, he, he do, he do. Like a few, he, he did it like once or twice. He threw some on. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Freddie. All right. Gillespie, yes, Gillespie. I forgot about Freddie. <laughs> I'm gonna go Freddie. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, that, that's all I've got for you guys. Thank you all for, uh, you know, doing this with me. I know priorities, you know, you got to focus on your games. You got Vegas flying out tomorrow. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me here. Uh, you know, for everyone listening, be sure to watch out. Uh, the schedule hasn't been released yet. Uh, follow along at Grizzly Bear Blues. We'll be posting that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at BC Abraham. Uh, you know, always watching the hustle games. Uh, Shaq Ahmad, uh, any last kind of parting words? Uh, mm. Yeah, just uh, just tune in. Um, I think we play maybe Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just tune in. See, see a showcase, man. Showcase what we got. It's going to be fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys for joining me. Be sure to follow them. Um, their tags will be up on the Twitter for this post. Um, follow them on Twitter, IG, all that stuff. Um, always entertaining, always a good laugh. Hell, it's where I got the uh, idea to talk about where they met because I just assumed it was from camp. Didn't know they met in Minnesota. So uh, mm-hmm. just follow along with these guys. They've been putting in the work for three-plus years. And uh, with that, we're all done. Appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.